This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. This week, we're talking all about giving up and why our inner child often wants us to give up very, very easily. So perhaps you have encountered a difficult or challenging situation and despite your best intentions and really clear goals, you just give up or give in really, really quickly. Or maybe you're working really hard on yourself to improve your health, your lifestyle habits, or your relationship, and then you just slip back. You momentarily go back to your old, unhealthy ways, and so you just completely give up. You forgo everything. Well, in this teaching, we're going to be explaining why it is we can give up so very easily, and what you can do to stay strong, focused, and on your authentic path at all times. Okay, David, so why is it that we can so often give up on ourselves or our intentions and goals so very easily? This is a great question and a life lesson because we'll be able to touch on two or three things that people write into us and say, I don't quite understand this or what you mean by this. So we'll be able to touch on all of those. So for those of you new to our channel, let me first start by explaining and defining what I mean when I say the term, the inner child. So first of all, I am not saying this is something external to you. I'm not saying you're schizophrenic. I'm not saying you're hearing voices outside of yourself. I'm saying the inner child is a label, a label for a part of your mind. You in the past may have called it your ego, your emotional mind, your subconscious mind, your something else mind, that nagging little voice, you know, the little thing that sits on your shoulder. So I think a more descriptive label to address that part of the mind is the inner child. So let me just give you very quick, now we've done lots of videos on this, so if you want more information, look back in the resources and you'll see that we've gone through it in lots of detail. So part of your mind that was developed around the age of six to nine years old, when you as a developing human being, you are your sensitivity and your emotions are developing and, and being part of who you are. Some people say sensitivity. And then something happens in your life, something that you're not equipped to address. It could be one thing. It could be a series of things. And then what happens? You encounter this stimulus, this issue, this challenge, and you haven't got the cognitive reasoning to address it. And so you say something to yourself. You say what you believe to be a, a statement, a belief, to get through that situation. And I call that the vow. You say something to yourself 
in response to be able to get through it. And that vow that you say to yourself forms the belief and kind of locks that part of your mind. The Taoists call this like a kernel, really strong, really firm. And this is one of the things we're going to be talking about, why this affects you giving up. So that inner child, uh, which we now have within our mind as, as an adult, you're saying it's the inner child that means that we give up. In a sense, the inner child kind of sabotage, we sabotage ourselves or the inner child sabotages us when we're faced with challenges or if we have a setback, if we're trying working really hard on changing our lifestyle habits. It's the inner child at play in terms of the giving up. Yes, so I'm saying that the inner child part of your mind, remember that's the label, that part of your mind is still working on perceptions and ideas and understanding of a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old child. It still sees the world in that way. Let me give you one example. It's not fair. It's unjust. It shouldn't be that way. And so when you hear yourself saying that, it's not your mature adult, what I would say, Shen spiritual mind that's saying that. It's that kind of petulant little child stamping their foot and saying, it's not fair. It shouldn't be that way. I want it the way that I want it. So when you hit a situation, that's when it seems you get into a separation and the inner child is saying one thing and you're being led, you're being dragged along by the beliefs of that inner child. And even though you know you absolutely know there's a better way to address and to deal with this very challenging situation. The power of that inner child kind of takes over you and dominates you and takes you down a road. And you almost become a slave to your own mind. You almost then choose, now you may call it habit, you may call it ingrained, you may say, I have nothing to do with it. I can't help it. It's just the way I am. And please don't say, it's my nature. It's my nature to give up, David. I just go down this road. I know it's wrong. I know I shouldn't do it, but I just do it. Mm. So what you're saying is that if we hit a challenging or difficult situation, so we're striving, we're working really hard on our intentions, our goals, our plans, and we encounter difficult, challenging situation, our inner child kicks in and says, this is not fair, this is not right. And then the inner child basically says, well, we just give up. This is not how we want it to be. So I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to throw in the towel here. Exactly. But he or she does something even more powerful than that. It activates your emotions. So it not only stamps his foot, and has a good temper tantrum, or what I call squealing piglet, it then activates your emotions. You then experience what you would may call anxiety. You may call anger. You may call frustration. You may call it anything. We call it the red light, because all those words add to confusion. So the inner child, in wanting to get its own way, it's wanting things how it wants it, when it wants it, in the way delivered how it wants it. 
And this is why the label in a child works so well, because that's just like a child. I want it. I want it now. I want it on my terms. Yeah. I want it to come to me in the way that I believe it should come to me. So it, as you say, it's almost like the inner child gives you a double whammy. First of all, it believes the situation is unfair, unjust, it's not right. Then that line of thinking creates within you those red light feelings and emotions. Then we end up getting completely distracted by the red light feelings and emotions. And our main goal then is just to get rid of them. So then we think, well, if I just step away, if I just give up right now, that's going to be the easiest option, the <clears throat> quickest option to get out of this situation. We surrender. Surrender, yeah. We surrender. And so our intellectual mind, our spirituality knows the way we should go. But this part of your mind is like a squealing piglet shouting at you. And when it says it's not fair, just like a child, when your physical child comes up to you and goes, Mommy, Daddy, it's not fair, it's not fair. What they're actually saying is, it's not the way I want it to be. It doesn't suit me. That's what they're saying. And you're in a child. That's why I love the analogy, the metaphor of the inner child. Not perfect, of course, but it's much better than the word ego or emotional mind. Because of the actions that it does, it acts like stamping its foot, throwing itself on the floor, having a squealing piglet. Yeah. Because why does it do this? Because all through your life, you have surrendered. You have given into it. You have, as Alex said, stepped away. You have blamed yourself. You have said one of the three lies. Repeat it with me. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable, unworthy. You have said those lies to yourself to justify your surrender to this part of your mind. And then you're working on its paradigm. Mm. You're working to its terms. And then you're going down the plug hole. We call it the carousel of despair. Yeah. It doesn't work. And then you say, there's proof. There's proof I'm not good enough, David, because it doesn't work. No, no, no. That's just proof that you've given in. That's just proof that you've surrendered. That's just proof that you've sacrificed your highest level of spiritual integrity. At the first sign of any resistance, any difficulty, any situation, anybody who raises their eyebrows at you, you go, well, that's all right, then I'll mm -hmm. give in. And that's where you do yourself the greatest injustice. Mm. And, and so really, the inner child, you know, the challenge, the difficulty is reality. We're not imagining it, but it's like the inner child times it by 10, times it by 100, kicks up a great fuss. And then what may potentially be worst case scenario, an external conflict type situation or a difficult situation, you'll then create a much bigger internal conflict. So you're, you're kind of fighting on all fronts and totally unproductive. But I think what you said about this idea of the inner child resisting, this idea of the inner child looking for uh, flaws in your performance, this inner, inner child criticising you, saying, there you go, I thought you'd never be good at this anyway. It's almost like when we set these really good authentic intentions, goals, 
for ourselves and our lives, whether it's our relationship or our career, and we work really hard at them. That's the authentic, our spiritual, true spiritual, honest nature, setting those goals. Well, I'm just going to stop you because you've got to watch the word goal. Okay. I'm just going to say, I would prefer the word intention. Mm -hmm. And I see a defined difference. You may not, or you may not listening to this, but goal feeds into the child. Mm-hmm. Because the goal is like a graph. <laughs> a measuring stick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A to B, and I want to get there. This is my goal. This is yeah, my yeah. goal. And it's got to happen on my terms. And the inner child kind of likes that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because as we've said on many videos, again, look at the resources. The inner child likes black, white. Yes, no. Good, bad. It happens now and it happens in this day. Uh, here's one. I want to lose a stone. The inner child goes, great, I'm too big, let's lose a stone. And then the first time that something happens, he goes, there you are, look, there you are. It then beats you. It beats you with the stick of the goal. That's why I would prefer the word intention, what I call ye, and we've done a video on this as well, that you're following a path, but you accept that the path is reality. And you can't always go in that straight line. And so that reality is that there will be challenges and difficulties. Unexpected things will happen. Things won't always go the way that you plan for them to go. And that you are not perfect. So that if you're working on changing your lifestyle habits or some health intentions, that you will sometimes slip back. And that is normal. But the inner child will not like that. Yeah, because I'm going to say... You've talked about the inner child self-talk where the inner child is like, this is not fair. This is not how I want it to be. But for a lot of people, their self-talk, the inner child self-talk is like, I knew I wasn't going to be good enough. I knew I wasn't going to be able to cope with this. I knew I'd fail in my, my intentions for my weight loss, or I knew I would fail in my kind of new business startup intentions or you know, people are criticizing me about this idea and I know I'm, I knew I wasn't good enough. A lot of it is to do with those three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. And so we then just listen without question to that self-talk and we just give up. Yes, because the inner child, once, once it's got an idea, whatever it is, I want to do well in my career. I want to, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It sees that as a straight line with no kind of movement that we call Wu Wei, no flexibility, no flow, nothing. It just sees it. It sets it up. One, two, three. I call it a measuring stick. This is the way it goes. And then when you hit the first obstacle, the first challenge, the first disagreement, the inner child throws up its hands and plays up because what it's doing is what we call CCJ, criticizing, comparing, being judgmental. So the inner child dislikes that intensely. It does not want to be criticized. It does not want to be compared. And above all, it does not want to be judged by other people. Now, here's the paradox. The inner child part of your mind is quite happy to do that about other people. (laughs) Yeah. It loves it. It'll criticize. It'll, oh, look at them. Oh, I'm much better than them. Because it's seeing it, as I say, in a very childlike, immature way. 
So all the time it's going through, if you are not in control of this part of your mind, if you are not coming from a spiritual, authentic paradigm, then you're coming from this part of the mind. Everything goes through that filter, or what I sometimes call a sausage machine. Everything that happens goes through that filter, and you are a slave to that. You have to react to that, because in that moment, you're not in control. This is why this teaching touches on, see, we've already touched on the three lies. We've already touched on the inner child. We've already touched on CCJ. This is why this giving up is such an important topic. So when we give up, when we follow the inner child, rather than following our true spiritual Shen nature, our authentic path, and we stay stuck, we don't move, we don't step out of our comfort zone, we don't change. Why, why, why does the inner child want us to stay stuck, play small, not take risks? Exactly, because that's exactly what it wants us to do. Because the inner child wants to know outcomes. This is where people really get misunderstood. The inner child is not interested. It would like to reach the goal, of course. But it wants to reach the goal in its way, on its terms, at its circumstances, at its timeline. With no discomfort. No <laughs> discomfort. It's all yeah. about me, me, me. Enough about me, let's talk about me. So let me give you an example why the analogy of the inner child works. So if you give a child, I don't know, uh, a big packet of chocolate biscuits, the inner child's not going to say, oh, thank you very, very much. That will last me the rest of the month. I'll have one a day with my drink and I'll really love it. The inner child will eat the lot. It won't think about its health. It won't look at the long-term value or making this last authentically or balanced or harmoniously. It would just say, I want the chocolates. And if you don't believe me, go down any supermarket, <laughs> go down the, the, the sweet aisle, and you see children having squealing piglets. I want it. I want it now. I want more. Look at something like Easter eggs. I've seen it with my own children. They eat so many Easter eggs is they make themselves sick. And three days later, they're pulling a face because they've got no Easter eggs left. And so this is why the metaphor, the analogy of the inner child really works, because that's your mind acting like an inner child. Now, to answer your question, why does it do this? Because it really hates failing. It doesn't want to get things wrong. It dislikes intensely someone else telling it that you haven't done it right. So what it would prefer to do is to set up a very cunning little game with yourself. It's quite happy to say, before we start, we might as well tell ourselves we're not going to be successful. Why? Because if we're not successful and someone else criticizes it, well, it won't be so bad, will it? Mm because we've already done it to ourselves. Yeah. So we won't hurt us so much, because when they come and say, well, you've really messed this up, we go, well, it's what, it's what I expected. I didn't expect anything else. I knew I would fail. And so it sets up a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Just one more thing before you jump in. 
If you don't believe what I'm saying, if you doubt what I'm saying, then ask yourself this. I call it the 3 a.m. mind. When have you ever woken up at 3 a.m. in the morning with a busy day in front of you <laughs> the next day or some challenging situation? When has your inner child, that mind, ever said to you, tomorrow's going to be fantastic? Don't you look great? You're going to be wonderful at that interview tomorrow. My goodness, you... It doesn't. It says the opposite. Mm, have you pressed you? Have you done this? Have you done your homework? Have you done this? Are you going to get it right? How about if they ask you a question you don't answer? See what it's doing? It's setting up the paradigm mm. in case you fail because that part of your mind doesn't like the idea of failing. So what you're saying, David, is that before we even encounter the difficult or challenging situation, before we even maybe have a bad day and slip back on our on the new kind of lifestyle habits we're trying to work out, we've already started this journey, this intention with uh, almost like a split belief, a dual belief that our authentic part of ourselves that believes that we really want to do this, we're really committed to doing this, we believe that we're worth doing this, but all the while our inner child is saying, well, you're not good enough, this is going to fail. So don't expect good outcomes here. And we've already split our energy on the whole journey. So we're already almost like half given up already, would you say? Well, you've totally given up because the inner child's actually in control. So mm -hmm. you've now touched on another teaching. You see, how many is this? Five teachings. The dual belief system. The dual belief system. So when people... When you say to people, this is what I want, this is what I would like to achieve, actually, that's what you should say. If everything goes exactly how I want it, this is what I would like to achieve. But that's not reality. Because when something doesn't go the way you want it, when you start a new job and you really want to impress the boss and you're working as hard as you can, and you're really concerned about what he thinks about you, what he's going to say. And let's just say he walks in. I don't think any boss would do this, but let me give you a scenario. He walks in with a, a report that you've done. He puts the report on your desk and he says, this isn't up to standard. Now, you see what happens in that moment? The inner child steps in and says, there you are, look, I told you you wasn't good enough. I told you this was over your capability. I told you they'd find you out. I told you, you that you was a fraud. I told you this, I told you that, I told you this. Now the inner child doesn't take your part. Doesn't take your side. Doesn't no. take your side. It takes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, oh, hang on, boss, hang on, boss, hang on, boss. Yeah. Thank you. Could you please tell me what it is in this report that mm. you don't think that I've done correctly? So it's either I've made a mistake and misunderstood your instructions, or you've made a mistake mm. and misunderstood what I've written. doesn't take that part. Immediately goes into criticizing, comparing, yeah. and being judgmental. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going on in your head. Sorry to say a lot, but this is so important. The boss doesn't know that's going on in your head. The boss sees you squirming, sweat coming from your forehead, sweaty palms. You go, and the boss immediately thinks, oh, my 
Goodness, who have I implied here? They don't know what the hell they're doing. And that's where it sets you on the wrong course. Mm. You now start to lose your integrity. You start to lose your honesty in yourself. You start to believe some story that your mind is creating. And these stories, as you say, are formed so many years ago in childhood, but they have been affecting our self-talk, our lifestyle choices, what we've aimed for, what we've not aimed for, what we've given up on, what we haven't given up on. And we, we're really dictated. And, and as you describe it, David, it's like we are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst yeah. enemy. And that's why you choose to give up, fasten down you because you're not going to like what I'm going to say. You choose to give up because it's comfortable. Yeah. You're used to it. Some of my clients will say, it's easier. Isn't that the truth? That's why you give up. You choose to do it. And does the and then does the that does that satisfy the inner child? No. Not at all. Because the inner child then grows even stronger and starts to criticize you even more. There you are. You always give up. We'll never be successful. You're always wrong. You always prove wrong. This always happens to you. You always attract the wrong men. You always attract the wrong women. This relationships will never work. It's like a dictator. Mm. It because it's out of control. And you then are the slave to your inner child. You are like picking crumbs off the table. You're ducking and diving and laying on layers of deceit and lies, avoidances, trying to control other people. You then use your emotions as a manipulator. Oh, don't say that to me because it really upsets me instead of dealing with the situation in what I would call your correct, authentic, wu-wei situation. So how do we reverse the situation from our inner child being in control of these important decisions and actions and how we behave. How do we take back control from the inner child so that we can keep focused, keep strong, keep on that authentic path with our intentions? Okay, this goes down now and we've done a video on this. I'm sure Alex will share it. We call it the Shen contract. The Shen is that spiritual, authentic, true side of you that is much quieter than the loud, bullying inner child wanting to get their own way. Many times I've used this analogy of super nanny. For those of you who have heard this, look for a program title called super nanny, where the child is out of control. And then you have to put discipline, <coughs> discipline back into the child. So the way you do that is, first of all, you connect back to your true Shen nature. There's three clauses to this journey, to this contract. Number one, intention. What is your intention? And that's why I just disagreed with that. It's not your goal. Where do you want to go to in your life? What's most important for you? How do you want to define yourself? How do you see yourself? How is it that you flourish? Because this is why we share these teachings 
This is the teaching of Taoism for you to flourish, for you to be natural, for you to be in your flow, to follow your path. So get that clear. Number two, and this is how you do, this is how you nullify your inner child. Truth, honesty, integrity. So when the child says to you words like, you're not good enough, you challenge that. And here comes another technique. Now we've done about six. You do the golden thread. Why do you believe I'm not good enough? Where did that come from? I was not born not being good enough. Where did I learn that from? And here's one thing. If you think I'm not good enough, then you or me, you're also not good enough. So you have this conversation with your inner child. So when the inner child gives you the negative self-talk, I can't cope with this, you're not good enough for this, everyone thinks you're rubbish, this is not the way it should be. You're saying that we use the golden thread process to start questioning the inner child statements and digging down to find the original point at which there was that misunderstanding. And this is why the analogy of the inner child is very successful. Imagine your physical child came home from school and said, Mummy, Daddy, I'm not good enough. What would you say to them? You wouldn't say, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You would, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it, you're absolutely right. You're an eight-year-old child saying you're not good enough. Uh, that's gonna be you for the rest of your life. I can't do anything about it. The first thing you say is, sweetheart, why are you saying that? Where did you learn that? Where did that come from? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where did you pick that idea up from? That's, that's the golden thread. You interrogate, you ask questions in a compassionate but direct way. You wouldn't just accept. Well, but that's oh, what we do. That's what, that's we, what do. we do. This we don't, a, we don't question because I think, do you think the reason why we accept the negative self-talk of the inner child is because also by that time the negative self-talk has created these red light emotions within us and so we become so focused on the red light emotions we yes. forget about the self-talk and we actually don't question the self-talk that's exactly right it's the story mm. you're so used to the story you're so and people will say this to me every time i I absolutely agree. You're, you've hit the nail on the head, David. You've hit a, a home run here. But how do I change it? Well, you don't listen to lies. Yeah, yeah. You don't just accept what your mind says. You don't accept what your parents said. You don't accept what some teacher <laughs> said to you, what your brother said to you, what your sister said to you, what some bully at school said to you. You don't just say, oh, well, they said it. So it must be right, mustn't it? No, 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 it's not right. Stop it. And that's where you have to stop it. And that's when you have to be that strong. Because just because someone has said something to you, it does not mean it's right. Mm -hmm. But we default to that, don't we? We default to familiar. believing what our parents said to us or what we believed that they thought about us or what the teacher said to us in a critical way or what our, our friends that we've fallen out with has said to us. We believe them over believing ourselves and trusting our own divine nature. 
But that's a choice. Yeah, that's a choice. That's just a simple choice that you are making. I'm not making it. You are making it. And and they probably didn't even mean it because they were coming from a dysfunctional situation. Because if you're putting that parent, that teacher, that bully, you're giving them authority. Mm-hmm. You're saying you know more about me than I know about me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if you believe I'm not good enough, hey, you must be right. I'm not good enough. Doesn't that sound crazy to you? And you're not a crazy person. You look at it. You analyze it. You take responsibility for it because that's the third one. Truth, honesty, and integrity. The third thing is self-responsibility. Are you now saying, actually, you're right. I'm not good enough. So that's going to define me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So here comes another powerful Wu Wei wisdom teaching. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. You are the creator of every emotion that you experience. You're not the creator of the situation, the person, the event, the stimuli. You're not the creator of the boss skimming the report across your desk. But you are the creator of how you respond to that. Mm. So let me repeat. You are the creator of your emotions, not the victim. You are accountable for your beliefs. If somebody says something to you and you believe they're right, now it's your belief. Not their belief, mm. it's your belief. And we can't blame them. You and we can't be a victim to them Thank either. Exactly. Because now we've made that choice to take you've it on for now ourselves. You said, you are correct. I am not good enough. And that is going to define me for the rest of my life. And then I'm going to give you that analogy. If your six, seven, eight-year-old beautiful child came home to you today and said, Mummy, Daddy, I'm not good enough. You wouldn't say, you're right. Whoever told you that is absolutely right. That now defines your path. That's your story. That's your life lesson. Carry on believing that. You would not do that. Why do you do it to yourself? Stop it. Stop it now. You must stop it. And don't say, how do I stop it? Because you're doing it. See, that's where you go wrong. Well, how do I stop it, David? No, no, no. The question is, why are you doing it? Yeah. That's the question. Mm. So I can see, David, that just those three powerful Shen contract steps that you've outlined. So intention, intention, truth, honesty, and integrity, which essentially means doing the inner child work, inner child reparenting, which we've done lots of teachings on, and I will put more links to those. So you can have an expanded knowledge and examples of how to do that. But doing that inner child work, do it, doing the golden thread process in a conversation with your child, questioning the faulty self-talk, the faulty beliefs, and correcting them so that you are your self-talk is aligned with the truth that you are good enough, you can cope, you are lovable. And then third one is taking full self-responsibility for doing this work and for your emotions, not blaming other people, not blaming external situations. And that you really need all three because 
a lot of us can be getting to that authentic mode to do the correct intention setting, as we kind of said from the outset. But then if we haven't got truth, honesty and integrity in terms of our beliefs and our self-talk, that then will undermine even the best and most authentic intentions. And if we are not taking self-responsibility for our daily actions, our daily choices, our self-talk, doing this inner work, then again, the first two steps fall out of line as well. And we've done a video on this. So this is the difference between an affirmation being firm and an aspiration. So let's talk about another one. I'd love to lose weight. I'd love to lose two stone. That's just an aspiration because the inner child is saying something else. The inner child is saying, well, that's okay. As long as we lose weight, how we want it, when we want it, the time we want it, nobody disagrees with us. We have no arguments. We have no disagreements. Nothing goes wrong. Everything's right. That's what you should be saying. But of course you wouldn't say that because that's nonsense. But that's what you believe. There is the dual belief system. So you start your diet. How many of you have done this? You work really hard. Week, two weeks, three weeks. And then something happens. And then you go back mm. to the familiar. And then you go, oh, well, I knew it wouldn't work. Well, if you knew it wouldn't work, why did you make that affirmation? Mm. And there's the dual belief system. And also, in terms of this thing about the inner child having unrealistic expectations about ourselves and that things are going to be really easy, we need to do some inner child reparenting there to mm. explain to the inner child that, I mean, children see things, as you say, very simplistically. It's either right or it's wrong. Things are either going to go all the right way and there's going to be no problems or everything's a disaster. And in part, as part of that reparenting work, we really do need to teach the inner child that, you know, we are not perfect. Sometimes we're going to have a bad day or things aren't always going to be the way we want it to be or in the timescales we want it to be. And we've got to teach that in a loving, compassionate but self-disciplined and firm way to our inner child. Well, that's right, because now we're touching on another of the Wu Wei model, and we've done videos on this, the emotional pendulum. The emotional pendulum, because this is how the inner child sees life. Yes, no, right, wrong, good, bad, the way I want it, or I'll give up. And so you'll see, in an absolute identical way, even though the inner child will give up like at a drop of a hat, Almost at the same time, it is one of the most stubbornest <laughs> yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. You will, it will dig its heels in at any situation. So it swings from one to another, from one to another. And what we're trying to show you, teach you, guide you, hold your hand, give you the lessons to be in the center of that pendulum. This is Wu Wei. This is, you will hit challenges. You people will criticize you. You will not get things right. What defines you is how you deal with that. I believe absolutely that you can cope with every and any situation. Now, let me give you my evidence because you've already done it. Everything in life you cope with. Now, hear what the inner child is saying. Let me repeat. Everything in life you have coped with. And I will almost guarantee you the inner child little voice is saying, yes, but you could have done it better, you see. You could have coped much easier. Oh, you took a long time. It shouldn't have took that much time. You see, not the inner child now. 
is giving you those seeds of doubt. And those seeds of doubt grow into weeds that clog up your mind. Who's judging you could have done it better? Who's judging you should have known it on first go through? How can the inner child judge you? You see how it creates that mm. confusion. Here comes the other lesson, the maze of confusion. The inner child loves the maze of confusion. Why? Because it knows it gets its own way. Why does a physical child come up to you at the most busiest time when you're cooking, when you're doing something, and go, mummy, 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 because it knows you go, oh, go, go, just go and do it. It gets its own way. Mm -hmm. And that's why the child, that's why the analogy of the inner child is so powerful. Because watch yourself and ask yourself, is this my mature mind doing this yeah. or is this my inner child? Yeah. So to kind of wrap up then, really, the next time you have your intention set, and obviously we've talked about getting clear and authentic intentions that are connected to your shared authentic nature and spirituality, but you encounter a difficult or challenging situation, or if it's something you're working on for yourself, you maybe slip back, as we all do. Listen out for that negative self-talk from the inner child. And then rather than giving in and giving up, question it, as David says, look for the truth. Do the golden thread process. Do that inner child reparenting work that your inner child so desperately needs and take full self-responsibility for this process. And we can say that if you do this, you will be far more emotionally empowered far stronger, far more focused, and far more likely to stay on your Wu Wei authentic path. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.